Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Good morning. Today I want to talk about resurrection. So this beacon is called Up From The Ashes. I want to begin with a story of someone that was resurrected. This is in the Old Testament, in the book of 1 Kings, and it involves the prophet Elijah. He's a pretty well-respected prophet in Judaism. God had sent Elijah to go to Zarephath, to a widow there. She had no oil or flour left for bread, and was expecting to die, but Elijah prophesies and God saves the woman by not letting her oil and flour run out. Then we read this. After this, the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, became ill, and his illness was so severe that there was no breath left in him. And she said to Elijah, What have you against me, O man of God? You have come to bring my sin to remembrance and cause the death of my son. And he said to her, Give me your son. And he took him from her arms and carried him up to the upper chamber where he lodged and laid him on his own bed. And he cried to the Lord, O Lord my God, have you brought calamity even upon the widow with whom I sojourn by killing her son? Then he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried to the Lord, O Lord my God, let this child's life come into him again. And the Lord listened to the voice of Elijah, and the life of the child came into him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper chamber into the house, and delivered him to his mother. And Elijah said, See, your son lives. And the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. Elijah really was a man of God, and because he listened and acted so faithfully, God blessed him by allowing him to get involved in his plan and see some amazing things. It won't always work out that way. God doesn't work with recipes and we can't control God or make him do anything, but he is able. I think there are a few things to note about this story. The first is how honest Elijah is with God about how he feels. He's angry. Why would God let this happen when he brought Elijah to this woman's house and he'd saved their lives by giving them flour and oil so they didn't starve? It's okay for us to not understand what's happening and cry out to God. He cares. Secondly, Elijah keeps praying through the suffering. He doesn't give up because things don't look to be going his way. He carries on praying and follows God's lead to pray for the child to live. The reason I say that God led him to pray that the child would live is because when he went up to the upper room, it didn't seem that he even thought it possible. Elijah was just asking why this had happened. But then he suddenly asked God to revive the child. Sometimes God leads us to pray for a miracle. When this virus hit just before lockdown, we had a time of prayer in church. I felt led to share a story that I'd heard a couple of weeks before. In the middle of the lakes, there was once a flood. In the middle of this flood, there was a church that looks like it would be hit. A man who was part of this church was concerned, so went to the building and prayed and prayed that it wouldn't be damaged. As it turned out, the area was flooded, but the flood went around the church and missed it, 
Not one part of the interior got wet. I felt that I should pray that the virus would avoid our church and that we would not be hit. This took a lot of courage to pray. Miracles take courage because by their very nature, they are impossible by our standards. But God is able. I've struggled with whether to say that no one in our church will get the virus because it's not always easy to believe that we have heard God right or that he'll do it. But he is able to do more than we can imagine. Thirdly, this miracle confirmed to the woman that Elijah was a man of God. Part of the reason for miracles is that they show the world God's glory. But miracles don't happen and won't bless us as much without us praying for them. So let's have the faith and courage to pray for miracles even though they don't always happen and even though they seem impossible. There are nine named people that were recorded in the Bible as resurrecting. Some of these were spoken over, some of these had people stretch over them, and once all it took was the touch of a prophet's bones. There were also several that resurrected when Jesus died on the cross. Another notable occasion of resurrection in the Bible was when Jesus resurrected a little girl. Her father was a synagogue leader and had come to Jesus because his daughter was very sick. By the time Jesus and Jairus, the girl's father, had got to the house, the girl had died. Jairus was brave and chose to believe when Jesus said he could heal her. We read about it in Mark 5. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him, and he went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, Little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up, and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Now the people here laughed when Jesus said she was just asleep. They had enough medical knowledge to know when someone was dead. They understood death and life and found it ridiculous to imagine that Jesus could save this girl. They thought she was beyond redemption because she'd died. This gives us so much hope for today for two reasons. Firstly, anyone we love that has died or is dying that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour will be resurrected. There are modern reports of resurrection where people had died and were prayed for and came back to life. These miracles are rare but sometimes happen. But this is not what I'm talking about here. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul talks of Jesus being the first fruits of the resurrected. Paul goes into great detail about why this is so important and the type of bodies we will have after we're resurrected. And if you're interested, I recommend you go and have a look. But the key is that death is not the end. We have a great hope when we die. We will be resurrected. The other key reason for hope is that if God can save a person that's dead on the outside, 
he can save us who were once dead on the inside. The little girl that was dead and all thought was beyond hope, Jesus didn't give up on, and he won't give up on us. We were dead in our sins, hopeless, unable to help ourselves or get out of the situation we put ourselves in. But Jesus died so that we could be reconciled with God, so that we could have new life. We have been spiritually resurrected and we are being transformed into his likeness by the Holy Spirit. It might not always happen as quickly as we would like and we'll never be perfect unfortunately, but God is working in us to make us more like him. So God doesn't work to a method, he won't be controlled by our rituals, but he was and still is able to perform miracles. These miracles require our prayer and faith that they will happen, and sometimes God leads us to those prayers. God can do it, and it will show his glory to the world when he does. He can even save the dead, and he saves us when we're dead in our sin. We need to be honest with God in our emotions and cry out to him if that's how we feel. But no matter what happens, we have a future hope that is unshakable. Our hope is in him. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the hope of your resurrection. Thank you that we have this future hope that we will one day spend eternity with you, not dead, but alive. Thank you that death is not the end. And thank you that even though we were dead in our sin, you made us alive again. You healed us of that death and you came to live with us. Thank you that we are becoming more like you every day. And I pray that we would continue to become more like you. I pray that we'd get one step closer every single day. And that we'd remember that we've been resurrected. We're new life. We don't have to go back to our old ways. Be with us this week and show us your transforming power. Your ridiculously amazing, miraculous power. Let us have the courage and the faith to pray for miracles. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.